You guys, I am so excited to have today's guest here. You know how like when hipsters catch on to something before it's cool with the general population and then like a year later, everybody's into it. I feel like my guest today is like the hipster future of wrestling. Um, You can catch him at OVW. You can catch him at Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. He is the fanny pack kid, Cow Hero. What's up, guys? How are you? Dude, thank you so much for stopping by and doing the show. Thank you for having me. This is I'm I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this ever since you guys you know messaged me or anything. I can't wait. We are pumped to have you here. Like I said, I not to put too much pressure on you, but I definitely feel like you are like a future star of wrestling. <laughs> and so it's awesome to catch people on the way up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So what what brings you? I know you're wrestling tonight. We'll get into that a little bit later. What else are you doing down here at Squ- Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis? Uh, I've been next to Al, Al Snow, signing autographs and getting to meet people and trying to get my name out there. And then uh, got the big show tonight, and I cannot wait. I get to team with Shark Boy, which like when I was like 10 years old, he sent me a little birthday message. Oh, that's amazing. So like now I get to wrestle and team up with a guy that I, you know I got to look up to. So was it like? Two years ago? <laughs> Just about. That was eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. That is amazing. Shark Boy. So I actually have worked with Sharkboy in the past uh, down when I was at HWA in okay. Cincinnati. I was not a wrestler, obviously, but um, he was there and trained under Les Thatcher. And then he also had a promotion called Buckeye Pro Wrestling um, that we did like partnerships with. And he is an incredibly talented person. One thing I wanted to do before we actually start to get to know each other a little better is just ask you, like based on, you know, we've been around each other for about four minutes. What are three things you think that we may have in common? I feel like we're going to have the same taste of music that we both like. Definitely can get that vibe off of you. There's definitely going to be that connection through wrestling. I feel like we're just going to be able to play off of each other and have a good time and, and just go with the flow. Well, let's jump right into things and start building our friendship. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests faster than WrestleMania tickets sell out. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Available now on your favorite podcast platform, which is probably where you're listening to this now anyway. Great job. So my guest today is Cal Hero. Thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to talk to you and and just get to know you a little better. So for listeners at home, you grew up in a wrestling family. And I think 10 years ago, I don't think people had any idea what that was like. I think now people have like a weird perception of what that's like based on like that fighting with my family movie. I can't remember exactly what it's called with that's based on Paige's life. But I also think it's definitely based in reality. But like, what's it like actually growing up in a wrestling family? It's it's crazy because my dad's been running a promotion. He's been doing shows and been involved in wrestling for the past 25 years so from the day i was born you know like he'll, he'll make the joke like when i was in my crib i was i was hitting the sides like there were ropes and uh i don't know if it's true but if it is that's pretty sick and um it's just been crazy because like i i grew up in a small town cedarburg wisconsin and cedarburg very normal but for me I was like growing up in the circus. And so like, you know, there'd be a lot of the normal family dinners. Hey, you know, what do you want? You want pizza tonight? Me growing up, I'm going out to these big restaurants with guys like Kevin Nash, Billy Gunn, Al Snow. And I was just like taking it all in and they give me a hard time and mess with me. So throughout like high school and stuff and middle school, people would try to mess with me. Didn't really work because I had some of the best people that would mess with you, mess with me as a kid. But just growing up, like, it wasn't until I got older, I didn't really appreciate it because I just, it was all I knew. Yeah, you didn't know anything different, sure. And uh, when I started actually training, I was just like, what a life. Like, I, I grew up, my parents are divorced, so I didn't have the big family like how everyone did back home. So, like... I had wrestling yeah, and being able to have that and like, oh my gosh, I'm like all these things that I've learned from wrestling, from the way to talk to people, how to handle situations when, you know, it's not the right situation yep. and how to get out of it. <laughs> that doesn't happen in wrestling. Right? <laughs> it's like all the life lessons that you don't learn in school. Once I started training, I was like, man, this is amazing. You know, and I'm, I'm very blessed, very fortunate. And, uh, I, I, I got to give all the thanks to my dad because, you know, he, he always wanted to be a wrestler when he was a kid and he never got to. I mean, he had a few matches. He had a match with Abyss and he got to team with Al, but like <laughs> he never got to go and do it. Yeah, like a career. Yeah. Some people will say, you know, I, I had it easier, which I've had help, but I've had to put in my own work because if I don't put in the work, none of it happens anyways. But I'm just I'm blessed to have had my dad who spent 25 years of his life doing this and it, it's starting to pay off 
because now his son gets to have an yeah. easier path. That's amazing. So as you were talking, there were a couple of questions that popped in my mind. I'm going to try to remember them because I'm old and my memory's going. The first one is, you said so sort of like a circus. I haven't been to Cedarburg firsthand, but I know it's not giant. Like, do people think of your family like, like, is there like that talk behind the scenes of people like, oh, they're a weird family, like they're involved in all this? Or like, <laughs> do people think it's cool? I mean, because wrestling, you're 18. So you've seen it like be cool and be not cool, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I think depending on where it falls, maybe, but like, what do people like, do people talk shit? So like when I was in like middle school, school and I was you know my dad he had a, a, a TV show the pro wrestling report and um, the kids at school would make fun of me for it yeah. and they'd be like oh wrestling's fake you know this and that oh look at it it's a bunch of fakers I stopped watching wrestling yeah I was crushed sure I was just like oh my gosh this is crazy you know I'm like I, I can be messed with I can be called names and whatnot but something that I love being torn to shreds I was like man like this is terrible and then uh it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school where then I started to train. Or no, it was my junior year. I started training, and then the local news started getting involved. Yeah. 16-year-old chasing his dream. Of course. I was like, this is amazing. And then the kids that used to make fun of me were seeing that. And yeah. Tables have all turned. of a sudden, hey, oh my gosh, man, how are you? You know, yeah. once again... I was in middle school. They didn't really know what they were doing. I didn't know what was going on. We were, I'm still young, you know, and then it's not going to be until I fail a few times where I start to really realize that stuff. But back then, got made fun of. Now it's like, oh, what's up, man? How are you? You know, yeah. all that stuff. But then I have my, my close friends and a lot of kids I went to school with who supported me all the way. Like, I'll never forget the first time I told my best friends back home and I uh, had them come over and we were hanging out in our side room. And uh, I'm like, hey, guys, I have to tell you something. And they're like, what? And I go, I'm training to be a pro wrestler. And they just started laughing because they didn't think I was serious. Because in high school, I was track and field and football. Okay. Like, that was that was what I did. Then they just started laughing. I'm like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and then it wasn't until my first match with like, oh, my gosh, he's actually doing this. Like, it, it, people are very supportive now. And sure. they look at it like, this is cool. It's different. Because not a lot of kids are like, oh, yeah, you know. Well, in high school, it's like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a dentist. I want to be a doctor. Me, it was, I want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> so they're like, well, that's cool. That's It's different. Yeah. With the people that you said, you know, you would be like at dinner with like Kevin Nash or whatever. Obviously, wrestling is like a very large, small business, like small industry. So mm-hmm. people just know people, right? And um, did your dad make those connections through like having people from his promotion that worked on like enhanced talent on shows or like just like being in the business for so long he just knew these people and so when they came through they would hit him up my dad had he used to have a sports store okay and he wanted to get wrestling involved in the sports store and he was like one of the first guys to start bringing people in from wwf and cool you know wcw and um it was just him doing good business and then throughout the years you know the trust started to develop and they all became best friends and for him i for me, that's cool to see. It's like yeah. some of my dad's best friends are Kevin Nash, Billy Gunn, Al Snow, Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah. it's amazing. And um, that's really how we got those connections, just doing good business and, yeah. and helping out people. And then, you know, they'd help him. Yeah. In a business like where there are so many shady people, I think that's true. Like when you find somebody that's like a stand up and, and I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of good people in wrestling also, but like when you find somebody like that, you of course like gravitate and start to build your network. And like, like you said, the trust builds. And so, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Cause if, if he's treating them well, bringing them in, you know, they're having a good time, they're making money, he's making money. What's not to love? So I have a quick question for you. Yeah. So what made you want to start this podcast? So I do stand-up comedy, and I really just like meeting people and hearing sort of like what's their story. I also, I like for people to like me. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, you know, guilty. Um, And so with COVID, I haven't done stand-up in a long time because, you know, shows just weren't the same. And so it's just kind of been a mess. And and I kept thinking, like, I want to do something. One of my best friends, Jared, will you know, he said this in the past, like you always have to have like a, like a side project or like a side hustle or something that you're doing where there's like creative freedom outside of your like sort of nine to five pay the bills life. So like, if you think of in college, I worked at a local wrestling company for like four years. I did creative, I did writing, you know, it was fun. It was very, very fun. After that, like I tried to pitch a reality show when we moved to Chicago that failed miserably, but I had a blast doing it. I did stand up, you know? So it's like, to me, it's just all interconnected. And I really, really just like meeting people. 
And then with podcasts specifically, I feel like they work better if there's a format. So for me, I was like, this is a great way to take all of my interests and like my character flaws of like wanting to be liked, putting it into a hopefully entertaining format and like seeing seeing what sticks. That's cool. So this podcast isn't just it, it, it's you, which it's is me. awesome. It's me. You know, like, it, yeah, it's what you love. And that, yeah, that's cool. You yeah. know, for me, like that's that's cool because that's it's the same with with wrestling, you know, like who you are in the ring is who you should be outside the ring. Absolutely. And it, it's amazing how it's so connected. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not I mean, it's not going to work. Like if you mm-hmm. don't believe it, the crowd's not going to believe it. Exactly. Right. So a real quick question before we move on, because you mentioned Cedarburg and you probably heard my reaction. Do you know Russell Dickerson, the country singer? I'm sure if I saw I'm his just... wife is from Cedarburg really yeah so they like spend a lot of time there and he's like wearing Cedarburg sweatshirts and stuff anyway oh my I didn't God. know if like you know you guys could be like Cedarburg royalty together or something <laughs> that would be I don't cool. know who knows because I'm trying to get her on the podcast mm-hmm. also I love she's great Okay, let's, so let's go back to training. Your dad's a promoter. He's not a wrestler himself, but he is a promoter. When you decide that you want to train, first of all, what was his reaction? And then, like, you were young. Did you have to get, like, legal permission? No. 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 So you're like, I'm 16. I'm just doing yeah. it. Like, in Ohio, when when I worked back there, I feel like people had to be 18. In Kentucky and then Ohio and so I don't know where else, but you have to be 18. You have to have, a like, a wrestling license. Yes. So, but in Wisconsin, they don't have that. Yeah, hell so yeah. I got to start nice and early. And um, the deal was, so when I told my dad that I wanted to do it, he was blown away. Once again, after, you know, in middle school, I quit showing interest because I was just, I was crushed and I was defeated and I felt like I should get as far away from it as possible. And um, all of a sudden, I remember I was just sitting there and I, Al Snow's, uh, stepson his, his name's uh evan and uh we're hanging out we're at my lake house up in door county in wisconsin up north yep up north <laughs> and uh we're just sitting there we're just talking we're talking about sports and we're talking about how we don't want to have an office job we're just like we we were struggling because it's like coming up yeah it, it's it's like we're struggling we're like oh my gosh we have to pick a college you know we have all this stuff we need to figure out and i don't know what i want to do for the rest of my life we just looked at each other and we're thinking, we're just spitting out ideas and kind of joking, just like, what if we became pro wrestlers? Then we started talking about it more and we talked about, you know, he's got Al and I've got my dad. I mean, we both have each other's dads, really. And uh, it was just like, we're going to try this. And um, all of a sudden, we're on the car ride back home and I'm super nervous to bring it up to my dad. I knew he would support me no matter what, but it's just like, how do you bring it up? And uh, I remember I'm sitting there and we are listening to 80s music and I turn it down. I go, hey, yo, (laughs) I said, hear me out. Evan and I were talking. What would it be like if we started to become pro wrestlers? And it was kind of just like a a quick head movement at me and just was like, (laughs) what? He, he said, he's like, you know, we'd be we'd support you guys the whole way and we'd always look out for you and and we'd make sure that their friends who are like uncles to me take care of us. All of a sudden. A couple weeks later, I started training in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin with Angel Armani and tested it out. Wanted to see how I liked it. And as soon as I got in, I was having the time of my life. Just even hitting the ropes. Which Which is painful. Yeah, I was just about to say, after the the first time I hit the ropes, I had two big lines down my back. Absolutely. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, these guys do this all the time. And I'm here all bruised. And just from rolling, I had bruises on my elbows and my forearms. And now my body's used to it. It doesn't bruise or anything anymore. But my dad was, he supported the whole way. It's funny because a lot of the guys that, you know, I grew up with and seeing them like today, they're like, we always knew. Yeah. Like, you grew up in it. It was yeah. inevitable. You can't and my dad's it. like, man, that's crazy. I never like, yeah, you were part of it. But like, I, I didn't you didn't show any interest. I didn't think you'd ever do it. Right. Right. And uh, he, and he told me, too, he said, you know, if there's ever a day where you just if if you want to quit and you want to be done, he's like, I'll support you with that too. Do what you want and do what you love. And I'm going to be honest, I can see myself doing this the rest of my life. I could, you know, and my style in the ring is I'm all about longevity and I vary out their character and I like to have fun and I try not to beat up my body because I want to do this as long as I possibly can and also make as much money as I possibly can doing it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. That's like the, uh, you'll hear like, um, MJF, who I am unapologetically an MJF mark. So, but you'll hear him in interviews say the same thing. He's like, why am I going to go out there and try to have more matches and like try to do these things that people are like, you know, killing themselves to get like the crowd reaction. I'm here to win. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here to win championships and I'm here to be the best that's ever been in this industry. And you're like, yeah, that's smart. You know, like, because, because now, especially like, you know, you, 
there are other avenues where you don't have to be on the road six days a week. Mm-mm. And so if you can do that and take care of your body and continue doing what you love and you make enough money to pay your bills, like more power to you. So that's smart. That's Absolutely. Smart. So let's circle back to your trainer. He's trained quite a few people that are like names in the wrestling industry. So like my mom wouldn't be impressed, but like you, you know, it's like Ken Anderson, Austin Aries, Silas Young. What was that like? I'm sure he was obviously probably a friend of your dad's, I'm imagining. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like you were a stranger, but what was he like as a trainer? It was crazy because like I'd only seen him at shows and like you know sometimes we go out to watch a pay-per-view at you know some local place and he'd be there and you know he'd always be messing with me and and whatnot and like being a kid when I was growing up like I'd get in the ring and those guys would play with me in there and they they would sell their butt off for me (laughs) (laughs) you look like a million bucks at like six years old but once we started training it was he treated me like a student, which I appreciate. He didn't put any favor on me. I'm sure he was a lot easier on us young, because there were a few younger guys I'm trained with, and um, I, I already know that when Armani was younger, he was a little probably harsher on the like Silas and whatnot. But um, he treated us like students, and he spent time with us, and I got to know him better. Now you know he's family. That's awesome. How long was it like the timeline of like you start training to your first match? Because I feel like I've heard the spectrum of this be a month or less, I've heard it be like years. So I'm just curious. I want to say this too. Like if people are listening that may not be super into like wrestling or like understand wrestling training, there are so many individual factors that can drive that time frame. So I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong at mm-hmm. all, but I'm just curious, like what, what was your timeline like? Gosh, what was three years ago? Was that 2018? Yeah. 2018. Yes. 2018. So August of 2018 is when I first started training. And then my first match was that first Saturday of that December. And um, I was ready for it. But I also had very good ringleaders with me in my first match. Mm-hmm. It was in front of 2,000 people. Oh, no pressure. And um, <laughs> tons of kids from school showed up. Of course. Which I'll get into a story with that in a minute here. Because <laughs> it's, it's where I got my shirt from, the, the Calzar Pal. Okay. And uh, I was teaming with Al. And then I was working Robbie E. and Jay Bradley. With Robbie E., we've always been like arch enemies, like from the day I was born. <laughs> and because uh, when uh, I did a segment for Impact, and it was, is Robbie E. smarter than a fifth grader when mm-hmm. I was in fifth grade? And it was at their lockdown pay-per-view in 2011. <laughs> and uh, we did a whole, is Robbie E. smarter than a fifth grader? And so from then, he's always like come to my dad's shows and called me out. And I'm this little kid. And then I always have, you know, like guys like Ken Anderson and Al and even Armando Estrada would come out and then they'd protect me. And then that would go to the match. And then I would do something to cost them the match. So I got, I had a very good group of teachers in that ring with me that first night. And I remember we're in the back, and we're, Al's putting the stuff together, and we're figuring out the finish. And he's like, you're going to go up for a crossbody. Now, at the time, I knew hip toss, arm drag, body slam, and hit the ropes. That's all I knew. And Al made that into something. And so he's telling me to go up to the top rope, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I've never been at the top <laughs> rope. Like, if I slip in front of all my friends, all my family that's here, and all the fans that are here, I'm like, oh my gosh. But he, as George Michael once said, he had faith. Yeah. He, he believed in me. From that night, I've been chasing that reaction from when I hit that crossbody. I went up, it was the worst crossbody ever seen, <laughs> and uh, I was too afraid to stand up on the rope, so I was still down, and I just dove at him. <laughs> but Robbie made me look like a million bucks. Same with Jay, and I just remember everyone just, as soon as that three count hit, everyone stood up. And uh, all my kids at school, all the kids I'm from school that were there, they started a chant that was Cal's our pal. That's amazing. And from then, like, my merch is, my bracelets, Cal's my pal, the KOP shirts, Cal's our pal, like, it just, it's stuck. And, like, to this day at shows back in Wisconsin, and even now at uh, OVW, people are starting to say Cal's our pal. So it's, like, amazing that that even happened. Yeah, that, that man, that <laughs> night, I can never, I'll never forget it. I, I really won't. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps like just hearing you talk about it. It's like insane. I'll have to send you guys the, the link to the match. It was something. Yeah, because that high is like, that's high, right? Like, again, when I never performed in a show, but like to see our talent mm-hmm. when they would go out and do a show and come back after something had like really landed, the feeling that they had was like, there was no way to capture it in any other way. And that, that's how you can survive all those bumps. 
because that adrenaline and that ring, I'm not just saying it because a lot of guys will just say, but like, it's because of the fans. Like, and it's been shown with COVID. Yeah. Like, without fans, it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. You know, and then I'm super excited for tonight because like, there's going to be people there. Yeah. And I get to work. Yeah. And I, I get to, <laughs> you know, have that rush of adrenaline and, and just feel the crowd and play off of each other. And oh, like, I'm getting goosebumps now <laughs> even talking about it. Like, it's just something, man. It's, it's crazy. That's amazing. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see your match tonight too. But I would, yeah, I, I'll, I'll look up your debut match and see. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which was crazy because I, I was trying to figure out who I wanted to be in the ring. And that was like the first match. So I didn't really have a character developed, but I knew I was going to have an 80s theme song. There was no question. And, uh, but I came out to Al's theme song. We came out with, together and my dad was our manager and uh, I won the match. I got the cover. So all of a sudden I didn't even notice until like I'm walking out, but wake me up before you go, go. There you go. Just playing. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess this is it. <laughs> Here we go. But it, it ended up working out. So so talk to me about the 80s music. Because like for somebody your age, like 80s music, I could see it being like dismissed as like, this is so terrible or like hokey. Like what's the draw for you specifically? So growing up, my dad had his old, you know, CDs of his college mixes and whatnot. So we'd listen to that. Yep. And, and that was mostly 90s. But um, it wasn't until I saw the first Deadpool and they played Careless Whisper by Wham. And I was just like, what a song. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, legit, give me the jitterbugs. Yeah. And I fell in love after that. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's Guardians of the Galaxy, who has the best soundtracks of all time, in my opinion. But I also didn't get to see all the movies back in the day. But like growing up, like that was amazing. And um, I'm like, I need an 80s theme song. And, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I wanted to be different because everyone else comes to a cool, badass theme song, you know, yep. hard rock or rap. I'm like, I'm going to come out to something that the parents remember and the kids can dance to. Oh, yeah. Formula for success. And so it was either going to be something by Queen or I was going to do Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And I'm so glad that Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go <laughs> played because, you know, like back home in Cedarburg, my dad runs a show uh, like every month and it's to the point where people sing. Oh, yeah. And for me, I'm like, this is awesome because yeah. there are grown men singing Wham. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, oh. Like, I use each Wham song for, like, moods. Ever feel like a heartbreak? You know, I'll play Kissing a Fool by George Michael. <laughs> you know, if I'm ever, you know, just in a good mood, I'll play Wake Me Before You Go, Go. If I'm ever feeling kind of cool, I'll play some Faith or Freedom. Oh, Freedom, yeah, yeah. You know, whenever I'm going on vacation, I'll play Club Tropicana. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I just have that, like, I, I have a playlist, an 80s playlist, and I swear there's probably about 700 songs. Nice. So whenever I'm doing these road trips, I just hit yeah. shuffle and go. Yeah. Is this on Spotify? Like, can you share it with people? I have it on Apple Music. All but right. I, I can send you guys right whatever, because yeah. I have so many songs. Yeah. Hearing you talk about Faith, it reminds me, and again, this is this predates you, but like, you probably have heard other people say this. We used to have to listen to the radio and we would like have a cassette tape in and try to like wait until the DJ was done talking and the song started to hit record so that we could like record it off of the air. Oh my And usually gosh. the DJ would like, you know, they're doing their job. So you would sit and listen. And now it seems like they play the same songs like every hour, but mm -hmm. like then it seemed like an eternity. So I, like, I remember I, I took an entire week of like trying to listen to the radio and get faith. But yeah, I finally got it. And it, and you only had one shot. Like, like if you missed it, you missed it. You missed it until it was until they played oh it the next my time. Goodness. And you didn't have apps and stuff. So you like on apps now you can see like just played or like coming up. Right. If you're like listening to a live radio station on an app. But then you had no idea. You're like, cool. I'm just going to sit here for hours and listen to for me. It was Mark McFadden on Q102 in Cincinnati. <laughs> I still remember you would just wait and wait and wait. And then inevitably they would talk over the beginning. And you're like, I don't want I don't want this from like 32 seconds. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of jealous of that because like you guys got to look forward to like you to, there was a buildup, then once you got it, you really appreciate it, and now yeah. it's just like all you have to do is just look it up, and it's which is very convenient, very yeah. easy. But like for me, there isn't anyone that like if someone were to release an album, I'd be like, oh my gosh. But like you know, in the '80s and '90s, it's like oh yeah, you had to wait for it, and then you had to pick it up and grab it, and yeah, I remember. So I'm a big fan of boy bands, uh huh. Which again, unapologetically, I don't care. Like people can make fun of it. Boy bands are highly under rated in my opinion so i remember 
there was a Walmart in my hometown, and I remember waiting for NSYNC's album No Strings Attached mm-hmm. to be released. And so, like, they would set, like, a, re- a release date, and then, like, I was at Walmart at, like, 11.30 waiting for it to go on sale at midnight, you know, because they were open 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, that chase is just, oh. I mean, you know, in my opinion... No Strings Attached was worth every minute of standing in that terrible Walmart. Like, that album is killer. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to be listening to that tonight now, just so you know. It's it's so good. I wanted to pick up on something that you said earlier because it is something that I remembered, and, and it kind of correlates to kind of my next topic that I wanted to cover was you have a really, really strong relationship, and you've mentioned it a couple times with Al Snow. The amount of access to people that you have, like you mentioned already earlier, is insane when you think of like the average person trying to pursue a wrestling career. And it's awesome. The thing that I I think that you have to be careful of is not to dismiss exactly what you said earlier, all of the hard work. Because it doesn't matter like how many connections you have if you are if you're terrible or not Mm -hmm. willing to put the work in right like they can vouch for you but talk to me about the relationship with al and like obviously you work at ovw now and he's pretty involved there and you call him uncle al right Mm -hmm. like uh, so yeah what's that like he he's always been and i'll tell you a funny story after this part but uh he's always been like another dad to me and uh he's always treated me like you know one of his own kids and um i've been blessed to have him in my life because not only has he helped me with wrestling but he's helped me with a lot of life lessons and like i have my dad dad and sometimes we don't always listen to our parents yes you know but then you hear from someone else and it's like okay yeah i need to do that or i need to speak up or i need to say how i feel and al's always been that someone i could go to for that like i love him to death i really do and i would do anything for him and i know he'd do anything for me and it, it it's worked out because he got to meet this amazing woman jessica his his wife and through that i i met one of my best friends and that's evan so i couldn't thank him anymore because yeah. if it wasn't for him and everything that he's done my life would be different yeah like when the pandemic hit and there wasn't any wrestling going on i, I didn't know what to do because like i only did a show maybe once a month also so i wasn't getting that much ring time and finally it was just like him and my dad would talk and he was like cal needs to come down to kentucky he needs to be at ovw and for me i'm like well most kids are gonna be going to madison iowa michigan for college i'm gonna go to a wrestling school <laughs> you know and and that was, I was talking about it with my dad on the way here, even today, I, like that is the best choice I ever made. And I appreciate Al for giving me that push to do it Yeah. because I don't know, I would, I would have gotten there at some point, but if I didn't have Al in my corner and, you know, vouching for me and saying, I will be okay. I don't know if I'd be there right now. Yeah. And that already has changed my career. Yeah. What, what I have right now is of a career and, um, I couldn't thank him anymore. I really couldn't. And like, I've been, I've been on the road and doing shows for the last couple of weeks. And like yesterday and today was like the first couple of days where I've been able to just sit and talk. And I was telling my dad, I told you, I have to tell Al this and I hope to God he hears, I'm sure he will. But like, I missed it. I miss just sitting, picking his brain. And it, it's not like where he's just like, oh yeah, you got to do this. You got to do that. It's like, he cares. And he, he doesn't just want me to get better, but he wants, he wants to help the wrestling business overall mm-hmm. and um he's brilliant yeah he is um, when it comes to wrestling and, and even life he is a mad scientist he knows all the tricks and and that's because and he's told me this before it's because he's made mistakes mm-hmm. and he's failed and he's learned from them and the cool thing about al is he now will tell other people and young people like me like don't do that i made that mistake make your own mistakes because that's the only way you're going to learn but you know he'll help us and he'll help make us better so i couldn't thank al enough i love him to death and uh yeah that's my relationship with al that's great so you have access to like we said a, a lot of people that can give you good advice has anyone given you any advice that has been questionable or bad and you don't have to name them by name <laughs> Oh, I mean, you can if you want. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, hmm. Honestly, as of now, so far, I don't think I've had any advice that has been bad. Okay. That's good. So at least that I know of. <laughs> Maybe I'm still waiting for it to, you know, whatever I did at some point to turn around and punch me in the nose from the advice that maybe Dad or Al gave me. But I will say one thing about the advice is everyone like in wrestling 
And even with life, everyone has their own opinions on it. And I will usually get five different opinions. And okay. then I have to pick and choose or make one of my own. So sometimes that can be a little difficult. But yeah. so far, I've had no bad experiences with the advice that's been given. But uh, maybe like when I, I'll call my dad when I'm on the road. And, and driving somewhere because being 18 years old I'm going to these cities that are huge and I've never <laughs> right. once again Cedarburg, Wisconsin 10,000 yep. people and uh, sometimes he'll tell me which way to go and I'll regret it I'm just like there's <laughs> too many too many cars <laughs> way too many cars <laughs> That's amazing. So let's talk about OVW and and being in Kentucky. Are you living in Kentucky now, or do you do the road from Wisconsin down to Kentucky? Like, how, how's that work? Uh, I they... live I live with Allen, Kentucky. Okay, so you are in Kentucky, yes. full time. Okay, I was going to say that's a hell of a drive to make, like on a pretty regular basis. If mm-hmm. you were doing it, it's a lot. So yeah, it's it's worked out because that's kind of like the middle of everything that I've been doing. Yep. So like, I'll usually have a TV, and now OVW TV is on. It used to be on Tuesdays, now it's on Thursdays. And uh, so now, like, I'll have TV Thursday. I'll class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, TV Thursday. Friday, I'll usually leave for a show. Show Saturday, come back Sunday, and then repeat. And then, like, sometimes I'll have more during the weekend, like multiple shows. But, yeah, right now I'm out of of Louisville. 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 They they take out, like, five or six letters that aren't even there. Yep blows my mind yeah like that was the first thing i got critiqued when i got to oh yeah louisville was uh, how to pronounce it yeah i've lost that i when i was in cincinnati it's you know it's mm-hmm. like an hour and a half from mm-hmm. there maybe two hours so yeah Lo- it was always louisville but now yeah now i say louisville because mm-hmm. i'm just not accustomed to saying it as much you sp- so you spend a fair amount of time on the road obviously pandemic aside like traveling and doing shows what is the most solid on the road meal from a restaurant you know a staple like you just know it's gonna be good every time you have it usually like a sub from subway that's usually when i'll treat myself because like i i like to just i like to just get to where i need to be yep so i don't i like fast food where i can just get like a grilled chicken sandwich so usually it's a grilled chicken sandwich okay i try to avoid some fried and i try not to eat before show because I get so nervous still yep. where like my stomach will be driving me nuts. But usually I'll get like a fried chicken sandwich and then always got to get like a Coke Zero. And I used to not even like Coke. I was a Pepsi guy. But oh. now Coke Al's got me hooked on Coke Zero. Okay. All and, right on. Um, Pepsi could have been a deal breaker for us. Yeah. We're a Coke house. Well, I'm, I'm glad because yeah. now Coke... The soda is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah, usually it'll be a grilled chicken, and then whenever I have time to kill, I'll stop at like a Subway or a Cousins. No matter oh, yeah. what sandwich I have, I'm a huge fan of BLTs. Any BLT, I'm all for it, but... Yeah, usually usually it's a grilled chicken sandwich. Cousins is a gem. Like a lot of people don't know about it, mm-hmm. and it's it's it, slept on. Oh yeah, it's really absolutely. Slept. Even uh, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this, but Arby's. Oh, I love Arby's. Slept Are you kidding? on. It is Ugh. amazing. The best sides in the business, right? Yeah, my goodness. And that, like I can get mozzarella sticks and jalapeno kickers. What? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Am I at a steakhouse? <laughs> like, no. I You're at Arby's. love Arby's so much. Uh, and I do agree with you. Most people, like, give it a, a bad... Re- uh-huh. I, there was, like, a Simpsons reference once, I feel like. Maybe it was a Simpsons. I'm sure there was. They- where they said something like, I was so hungry, I almost ate Arby's. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Arby's gets so much shit, mm-hmm. but it is solid it, all the time. I love it. What? Okay, so now that you're in... Louisville. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing I noticed when I moved to Chicago from Cincinnati, and I don't know where the divide is. It's somewhere between Chicago and Cincinnati. There's a divide where if you order a roast beef sandwich, it comes with this red ranch sauce on it by default. It does not come like that in the South. But in the North, if I go to Chicago and order like a beef and cheddar, it comes with this, they call it red ranch. It's disgusting, I think. Really? So I always I, get it I without the sauce. That. Yeah. But in the South, never. So I didn't know. And like mm-hmm. the first couple times I got Arby's when we had moved north, I was like, what is wrong with the roast beef here? And yeah. there was nothing. I was just, I just needed to know to modify it. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Yeah. Like I didn't really start eating Arby's to get, cause I ate it when I was like younger, but I, I barely remember. And then all of a sudden, like I was on my way and I'm like, I have to get to class. I need to eat something. I haven't eaten anything yet. And I'm like, Arby's. I'm like, I haven't had Arby's in a while. Yeah. And then I had it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So good. I was freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to go around and get one more (laughs) for after class. It's so good. It's funny that you say you don't eat before shows. I, and I love eating. Um, I don't eat before stand-up shows Mm -hmm. because I get incredibly nervous. So like I will go and usually stand-up shows, it's the same as like wrestling shows, right? They Mm -hmm. start at like eight, nine o'clock at night or whatever. Yep. 
So it'll be like 11 o'clock and the show's finally over. And I'm like, I've got to eat a full day's worth of shit now. Yeah. Like I've been, because I'm so nervous that I'm going to get sick. Like it's good nervous energy though. Like yeah. when it pays off. Right? Yeah. 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 When I, when I, when I don't, use, I'll have breakfast or I'll have something really early in the day. And then I like, I just won't be hungry. Yeah. And then I like, I'll think about 80. I'm just like, I can't, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm not nervous to where I'm afraid. It's nervous. Cause like, I'm really about to go out here and do this. Yeah. Like this is, oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> you know? And if you think about it, usually it's, it's guys kind of in their underwear wrestling yeah. in front of people they don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm doing this, Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, people always say to picture people in their underwear to make yourself feel less nervous about, like, talking to a room or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys literally are out there like, hey, everybody look at me and critique the way that I look, all of my moves, like, Mm -hmm. opening yourself up fully to, like, all of this criticism. So, honestly, kudos to you. That's too exposed for me. What is a food or ch- a food from a restaurant or like a specific chain restaurant that you have never had? So I'm I'm Mexican and Lebanese, and then I have some German and Irish in me too, but more Mexican and Lebanese. So like my my mom, she's Mexican. So growing up, it was a lot of Mexican food. So I wasn't really a fan of it because I was just so tired of it, and I only <laughs> had like quesadillas. That was the only thing I ever wanted. So there's a lot of Mexican food that I haven't had. And like, usually I'll be like, oh yeah, I've had sushi. I've I've had, you know, I had like a duck heart thing once. And I've had all these exotic foods. I've had squid. I've had whatever. But like, I haven't had like an actual like spicy burrito. You know, I haven't had something like that. Like I, I haven't had a lot of the normal foods. But growing up, I was never like a chicken nuggets kid. Yeah. I always wanted, like, I we go out for breakfast, I'd get an Eggs Benedict. Wow. Know, stuff like that. I was always, like, we, we'd go to the Cheesecake Factory. My favorite, like, dinner meal of all time is the miso salmon. At Cheesecake Factory. At Cheesecake Factory. My favorite thing. I love it. <laughs> always regret it after, but it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, but usually, like, a lot of, like, the normal foods, like, I just haven't had. I'm going to follow up with you, though, because I'm going to challenge you to try it and report back on it. Okay. So that's the thing. Like, I, I really want to know something like that. You're like, shit, I've never had White Castle. I'm making that up, mm-hmm. right? Don't eat White Castle, by the way, though. Okay. I'm just using it as an example. But if you've never had it, don't do it. Okay. You'll be very sick. And then I would love to get a review on it. All right. Okay, so we'll have people listening that may not be big wrestling fans or they might not know who you are. If they're coming out to a show and you're going to be on the show, tell us, like, who are you? Who is Cal Hero? What can they expect from you? I'm an 18-year-old kid who's chasing his dream, loves the 80s, believes that he should be from the 80s, (laughs) has an obsession with fanny packs, and wrestles like how it was back in the day. I'm there to win, but I'm also there to have a good time. I wrestle for the fans. Like, I wrestle for myself, obviously, but, like, I wrestle for the people. Yeah. And because, once again, I, for those who may not know, I, and I, I hope I hope you've been listening. If not, we're going to have some heat. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in middle school and, you know, parts of elementary school, I was made fun of for being a wrestling fan and growing up in it. And I want to show the kids that, and, and once again, I had divorced parents, so I didn't have the normal family lifestyle. And um, I want to show the kids that, like, don't let these other people decide what you do with your life. Because I was miserable when I didn't have the one thing that I really, really loved and cherished and cared about. And now that I finally have pro wrestling, I've I've never been happier. And so when I go out there, every time I'm in that ring, I'm enjoying it. And I treat it like it could be the last time I'm in there. Because if it wasn't for the fans, this wouldn't happen. This would never be a thing. So I want to make sure that I give them everything I can. I'm not talking moves. I'm talking about being something that they can look up to and someone that they want to be. And I want them to always feel like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. That's who the Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero is. That's that's great. Let's talk about Fanny Packs for a second. Cause I, <laughs> I'm all for it. I also have an appreciation for Fanny Packs. I don't usually wear them. My wife has a lot. She bought a designer one. Actually, it was a gift for me. They call it a crossbody. And I'm like, let's call it what it is. It's a Fanny Pack. Yep. It was a designer one, like from some designer in Chicago, (laughs) and it was like $400 for this black leather gold. I know, but she loves it. She's very like utilitarian. And so she's like, these are just so practical. So I think we probably have like seven or eight fanny packs and probably nowhere near as cool as yours. Oh, no, that's pretty sweet. I don't have one that that expensive. I can hook you up with with the designer. Okay. (laughs) That can be your first splurge when you sign a contract. Honestly, that'll be the first thing I buy. I love that. It's a nice fanny pack because I I only have 
about 30, <laughs> 35 fanny packs. I mean, you can never have too many fanny never, packs. Never, never. Like, I'm wearing two right now. Yeah. So for people, again, that aren't necessarily wrestling fans, fanny packs are associated with wrestling. Wrestlers are notorious for wearing fanny packs. They never went out of style in wrestling. Mm-mm. They've been here the whole time. So don't call it a comeback. What's in the fanny pack? Can't talk Ooh, about it, can you? You're really putting me on the spot here. Well, so in my the fanny pack that I wrestle with, uh, it's a lot of... it's. Wrist tape from my first match. It's um, is that like I'm a like a like a good luck charm? Kind yeah, of? yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take my cross off and I'll put that in here. And okay. then I used to uh, have like my my baseball card, one of my first merch things that I had. I put that in there, but then I realized I don't know where the rest of them are, and I need to sell them because they're <laughs> on my flyer. So I'm like, this one's been in my fanny pack from the first day I got it. So and then the other one. Usually my one for like my phone and my wallet and then, you know, loose cash and change and then gum and then chapstick. And then sometimes I'll put headphones in there and then like you can put everything in there. And like I said earlier, everybody knows the left pocket is for for everything but your phone. So and that drove me nuts because I hated always digging in my pocket. And then when I'd sit down, everything would fall out. It drove me nuts. And I'm like, you know what? I forgot whose fanny pack it was, but I put it on and I used it. And I was like, I'm not taking this off. Like, this is amazing. This is so convenient. So the fanny pack really has everything. Like, I couldn't even tell you. Like there was one time I, I had a legit queen CD in my oh. fanny pack for, for a whole match. Did it get scratched at all? No. Thank God. It did not. Thank it, it, God. Yeah. That's so amazing. I've had a bunch of stuff. I have my original wristbands, the original Cows Pals wristbands. I have, gosh, I don't even know. Sometimes before a match, I'll rush and I won't know what to do. So I'll just put it in the fanny pack. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, you know, I'll finally open it up and I'll be like, what is that doing there? <laughs> like today I found 10 bucks in there and I was like, oh, that's nice. sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. going to pay for my BLT. That's a, that's a very pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. It so, is. So who, you know, because you're a fan of nostalgia, um, I think that, I think maybe you'll like a couple of the activities that, um, that I like to do on, on this podcast. And so, um, one of them as, and I'm going to describe it for people that can't see at home is this awesome paper thing called a fortune teller. Did you ever do these or you, these I did predate them you? all the time. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Elementary so elementary school. Right on. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play with the fortune teller. Okay. And ultimately, what you're going to flip up instead of being like, uh, you're going to marry so and so, it's going to be a color. And so it's going to correspond to these four stacks of cards that I have here okay. from this awesome game called Ask Me Anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, I'm going to just start asking you questions at random from that. So there could literally be any question behind here. Okay. Just so you know. So you go ahead and start. I think the first is like four different wrestling promotions. So uh-huh. just pick one. and. Okay. I'm going to do... I'll do AEW. So yeah. just, what is it, this? It's a one, two, three for AEW. Two, three, okay. So it's going to go AEW. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to do five. My handwriting's terrible. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. You just pick one there, and okay. then he'll flip it up. Uh, I'll do I'll do one. One. So underneath one is the color. Blue. Blue. Okay. All right. So this category is called what would you do? So we're going to just go through okay. these. And again, keep in mind, you can always like throw shit back to me. Too. Oh, I, I, I plan on it. Okay. Great. Great. I got to make sure my answers are right. Hopefully my mom's not listening. <laughs> just kidding. She doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. Uh, if you had the whole world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you do or say? I would tell everybody to invest in a fanny pack. Everyone. Everyone. I'd say the same thing I said to you. Everybody knows. Left pockets for everything but your phone. You need a fanny pack. It's convenient. I would do the best 30-second promo of my life. I already know. I'd say, hey, it's the most wham-tastic jitterbug and fanny pack and bum-bagging thing you could possibly do. Everybody knows that you need a fanny pack, and that's also how you become a member of the fanny pack party, which... You get a fanny pack, you're VIP. I love that. Do they have extender belts like a Southwest Airlines? Maybe. Like for fat people like me? Like, do it. Can I get a fanny pack and like add a... I will get you a fanny pack. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Yeah. I got I got new Cal fanny packs coming out soon, so... Sign me up. Pre-order right I'll, here. I'll get you one. I love I love one. a good pre-order. Exclusive drop. What would you do if you had to marry your junior prom date? <laughs> Well, I still talk to her, so you don't have to say her name either. No, yeah, yeah. Well, what I do? Yeah, I, I would have. <laughs> this is crazy. This is like high school. Wow, yeah. I wouldn't mind. She's always been sweet to me, you know. And we're still good friends, so yeah. I, I wouldn't mind. One thing I can't again, life advice that people love to throw out. I'm incredibly happy after quarantine that I married somebody that not only I love but I like. We spent. Oh. 
13 months, just the two of us sitting inside a condo. If you can do that, sky's the limit. Oh, that, she, that's awesome. She is 100% my favorite person in the world. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that, she's great. Honestly, that, that makes me look forward to it. Right now, I'm trying to stay single and do yeah. my wrestling thing. But Dude, No, have a good time. You're I'm, young. That's that's awesome. What fictional family would you want to be a member of? Oh, 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 oh gosh. The Skywalkers. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. That'd be so I did cool. Not see that I, I love Star Wars, so <laughs> the Skywalkers. Right. Interesting. Uh, well, well, how about you? Oh, I'm for curious because you're going to have a. Di- I feel like it might be a different answer. For a fictional family. Yeah. Okay. So, one of the, again, back to the like unapologetic taste in music. I also love Nick Lachey and 98 Degrees. Oh, did you say fictional? Oh, I guess, yeah, shit, they aren't fictional. They were on a show. I was going to say Newlyweds. I want to be in, like, wait, Nick and Jessica's family. Wait, fictional, that's real. Fictional's fake. Fake. Okay, no, yeah, okay, I didn't right. know if I, I answered it right. No, I, was... I was wrong. I guess, yeah, I was, shit, okay, let me think then. Mm, you're calling me out of I love it. You know what? I'm going to say the Connors on the original Roseanne. Okay. No, not the new, not the reboot. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I grew up in a family that was somewhat similar i feel like the hard work ethic and stuff uh-huh. because they didn't have two damn nickels to rub together right but they had each other and they were very real and very raw yeah i think it would be you know all those struggles like they pay off right mm-hmm. it builds character for sure who would you haunt if you were a ghost oh man i would love to haunt al <laughs> i feel like that would be so funny <laughs> Like, uh, just mess with him. And, like, the things that he's told me, I'd just whisper him in his ear. <laughs> just be like, what's he, kid? That is amazing. What product would you stockpile? You can't use fanny packs. He's already said that. If it was getting discontinued. I love the, the replica lightsabers. So if they realize, they're like, hey, you know, these are these are dangerous. You know, you can't have them. I would buy as many as I possibly could. Because I, wow. once again, huge Star Wars fan. So if I can walk around my house with a fanny pack and a lightsaber, I'm chilling. That's yeah. all I need. <laughs> can so. I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I've never seen Star Wars. Any of them. You're messing with me. I swear to God. I went, so when they did the re-release of the original in theaters, I was probably just out of college and I went because I had never seen any of them. So mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I'll go. And I went with one of my friends and uh, I actually fell asleep in the theater and I've never watched any of them Oof. from this point, from that, like my entire life. Okay. No, it's fine. Right. It's fine. It's no, fine. It's, it's good. You can, so it's you can good. have all the lightsabers. Oh, I don't yeah. want any. Fine, fine. <laughs> Well, dang! Uh, I might have no. I might have to switch that answer. Then I might have to get all the copies of the Star Wars movies <laughs> and then make sure you watch them. <laughs> Oof, rough. That's gonna be rough. Yeah. Um. So thanks for playing that game. the The last game that I wanted to just play again mm-hmm. in the style of like having a really fun sleepover in 1992. This is a blast. Um. There was a game yeah, that it has we, to be 92 because we can't talk about 91. No. There was a lot of trouble back then. <laughs> We're going to play a game. It's never have I ever. So I'm going to say something that I've never <laughs> oh. done. And then if you've done it, you have to take a drink of the fictional water that you have in front okay. of you. Okay, yes. Uh, or you can have a real water if you want. And uh, and same. So I have like, I don't know, a few of them. So every for every one I have, I want you to throw one back my way. Right, well, I'm, I'm grabbing a water. because I'm, I'm going to tell you. It's on the other side. I'm going to tell you too, though, that I was a very good kid mm-hmm. and I'm boring. <laughs> so I, there's you know a what? lot of shit I've never done. Me too. Do you want to start or do you want me to I'll, go? I'll let you start. Okay. Never have I ever been arrested. I have never been arrested. All right. I've, yeah. Well, you know what? Never have I ever seen Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that either. You haven't? Mm-mm. Okay. I didn't know if you, because you haven't seen Star Wars. I didn't know if you were a Star Trek guy, so I wasn't sure, but all right. Yeah. All right. I don't really know anything about it, but I typically like, I've seen it like when I'm flipping through channels or whatever uh-huh. back in the day. I typically will immediately try uh-huh. to go away from it. Like, yeah. I, it's just not my thing. Okay. <laughs> Never have I ever had a crush on a friend's parent. <laughs> I have not. I have not had a crush on a friend's parent. Oh, man. That, that's that's a good... I'm using that next time yeah. I see my friends. Absolutely. Absolutely use it. Who's lying. So we did... There's a person from my high school who is not a friend. Mm-hmm. More of an acquaintance, maybe. Her mom was a secretary at our high school. And she was like <laughs> every guy that went to our school was like, oh, yeah, like I have a crush on her. So I guess if I was good, if I was friends with them, that would have counted. But man, I wonder what she looks like now. She was so nice too. Though. Like, check out Facebook. I'm going to look her up. I'm going to look her up. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, never have I ever gone to prom my senior year. Oh, I did go to prom my senior year. I'll now, drink to that. Now, I'll, it, yeah, tell me. I need to know about this. So, well, I had COVID 
mm-hmm. blocked mine, but I want to know about your senior prom. I forget that your senior prom was like last week. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm thinking of this and I'm like, my senior prom, I danced to the Titanic song really? from Celine Dion. Oh my gosh. I really Yeah, that was our out. song. That was our prom song. Hell that yeah, baby. Amazing. So my senior prom, well, like, what do you want to know? I'll tell you anything. Your about experience. It. Okay. It was great. I went with one of my friends. Her name is Ashley Fields. She's very fun and very cute, and we had a great time. I did not want to wear, like, a full-on tux, mm-hmm. so I, I think I just wore, like, a silver shirt underneath <laughs> a tux jacket. Um, That's pimping. Yeah, it was fun. We went – so most of our proms at the time were held in downtown Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and so we had to get all dressed up. We would go to the high school, and they did this thing called a walkthrough. And so, like, they had a theme thing set up in the gymnasium, mm-hmm. and they would announce all the couples that were going or people that were going because you didn't have to be in a couple. Yeah. And then you would swiftly be taken off to a school bus. Okay. And they would bus you to the venue, which was terrible. <laughs> Because Goodness. you're all dressed up, but uh-huh. they, it was like in an effort to curb drinking and driving. Yeah. Because it was a long, I mean, it was like 45 minutes probably to an yeah. hour. So oh, wow. we went to the Hyatt on Fountain Square in Cincinnati. We had it in one of the event rooms there. It was very fun. I was not on prom court because I had been on basketball homecoming court Ooh. that year. I did not win. <laughs> um, it's all good. Uh, we danced to My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Oh my gosh. All the songs that... I mean, that's an epic song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We went to an after prom party at my friend Heather Bachman's house, which was a blast. Mm-hmm. She had the best house. The next morning, we went to... Do you know what Frisch's Big Boy is? I do not. Do you know what Big Boy is? It's like a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Frisch's is like the local Cincinnati chain of Big Boy. Okay. And they have like a breakfast buffet and stuff. So we went there the next morning. I got explosive diarrhea <laughs> on the way taking Ashley to her parents' house oh, afterwards. No. And so I had to stop at a Swifty uh, gas station and take a shit on oh the way. Oh, my God. Oh, on the way? And I have a picture somewhere that Ashley took from the car as I was coming out of the bathroom. So I have that forever. That is amazing. That's hilarious. My heart will go on. It was great. <laughs> I see what she did High there. school was... I would go back in a second. Yeah. You don't, ha- yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> no, You're still there. Let's, yeah. Basically. Uh, oh, wow. So you, yeah, so you didn't go because of COVID. Yeah. I, I got to go my, uh, my sophomore and junior year, mm-hmm. but like everyone has always talked about senior year prom and, um, I wish cause I, uh, once again, that was when my character was myself really was finally developing who I was. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to show up with a turtleneck, a chain, I, I had these this. sparkly shoes. I was, I was ready to be yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I love how you had the Titanic song for your slow dance. My date, um, dates the the, the the sophomore and then junior year we slow danced to careless whisper oh yeah yeah had yeah. to and then they get upset so then me and my friends would just slow dance together to careless whisper <laughs> like, oh my gosh you always listen to this and i was just like yeah because it's george michael was a lyrical genius yeah 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 so i i'm with you 100 percent. yeah taken well, way too soon from mm, from us way too soon crazy it was on christmas all right i got one more for you Alrighty. Never have I ever looked through someone's phone without their permission. I have not. Wow. Ah, uh, no. I'm a drink because I know at some <laughs> point I've definitely looked through my buddy's phones. Yeah. And I was just messing with them. Yeah, I'm married. So that's like a, like some people have like those joint like social media accounts mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like, hell no. So this is the point in the episode where we get to the friend request. So Cow Hero Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request. Do you confirm or delete it? As I'm looking at my phone, deciding if I accept this or not. I think about the Star Wars and how you haven't watched it. And then I realize how much fun I had today. And I hit accept. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. I'm going to hold you to that because I love seeing my friend count go up. Awesome. I I got you on that. Before you go, tell the people, where can they see you in action? How can they watch you on TV? Where can they follow you on social media? You can see me every Thursday night on Fight TV uh, and then all around Louisville, Kentucky um, with OVW. And then uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Cal Hero. That's K A L H E R R O. That's two R's. So, um, and that's on all three. That's on Same all name. three. Great. All three. And then, you know, just if you ever see a, a poster, see if I'm on it. You know, yeah. it'll, I'll, I'll never know really where I'm going. I kind of just hop in the car and, or hop on the plane and see where I go. So yeah. just keep your eye out and I hope to see 
you know, everyone listening, I hope to see you guys. I'm looking forward to see you both tonight. The show, it's going to be exciting. So I'll make sure that when I have my entrance, uh, make sure you guys stand up because we're going to do the jitterbug together. Love it. So, but I need to brush up, but I, I, I'm there for it. <laughs> I'm all there for it. But yeah, I hope I get to see everyone at shows and travel around the world and meet people. So appreciate you guys for having me. I had a blast and got to learn a lot about you. And, and now I have a new friend, which I'm all about relationships and friends. It's so awesome. Dude, thank you so much for coming and doing this. It's it's awesome to have you. I am 100%, you can mark my word, Cow Hero is a future superstar. You will definitely, if you do not know his name now, you will know it in the, in the very, very near future. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.